Putting the ball on play. He gets it out deep and have a check In trouble. It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in him? In the end zone. It is caught. Final play of regulation. Kick down the way. No, it's lost. The Raiders got it. Live ball. Will Hill picks it up. Running near sideline. He's got blockers. Browns 40, 30, 20, 10. One man to beat. Touchdown, Ravens. All right. Good evening, everybody. It is Tuesday. It's Tuesday, right, guys? It is Tuesday. Right. Okay, cool. It is Tuesday, May 11th. We are back after a long hiatus, uh, weekly-ish, as we promised, but it is Sinister Sports, your special home on the internet for leftist sports news and analysis. As always, I am your host, Evan, broadcasting live from just outside the nation's capital, sending it to you, Matt, in uh, the north, and it ain't frozen anymore. What's going on, dude? It's not. It's actually beautiful. I uh, spent the weekend outside biking and playing a little spike ball and I've started to play kickball on Monday night, so enjoying the already great. turning into a 30-year-old guy. I am. I already just embraced it. I mean, I know it's cliche to say the pandemic just like kind of aged everyone, but like I feel like my whole life just got uplifted and now I'm just embracing the 30-year-old within me. Yeah, what's next? What's next? Beer league softball? Maybe a volleyball league. I did that a couple summers ago and I'd like to get back on that, but um probably like house projects. I don't know. I got to clean the grill. <laughs> no, but I live in a condo though. So like, oh, look I'm at still me. responsible my name, for my some stuff. Matt and I have a real job. Uh. Hey, I don't own it. It's all right. <laughs> Freeloading off your girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're, uh, we're very excited to bring to you tonight, folks. We don't have a, a special guest segment, but instead we have an extended guest. We are, we are very pleased to welcome a quick witted master of the, the DMV DMs. A fellow Terp rocker, the Beaver Believer. That's right. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, friend of the show, friend of the DMs, Willem Claybore. Did I pronounce that right? That's nice. perfect. You nailed it, actually. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Great to be here. Uh, big fans, uh, not only of the, the one episode that I've listened to, but also uh, of your participation in the group chat. So uh, very excited to come in here and riff with you guys tonight. Yeah, we, uh, we're really happy to uh, have you here, Will. Um, definitely looking forward to turning the reins over to Matt um, because we've, what we've been going through lately is as being like leftist sports fans and just kind of like existence in general, pain. I mean, we're, we're getting it from all angles. Like there's the Rogers debacle, which is, revealing deep-seated tensions within the Packers fan community. I, you know, I can't, I can't stop getting shit. Celtics fan, because we lost Jalen Brown to a wrist injury and the Celtics just, Celtics just can't, this the most cursed season that, that has ever been. Yeah. You have to rebuild. It was the best young team in the NBA. You have to tear it apart this year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you truly, Jeff Teague has truly cursed us all. <laughs> What's going on with you, Matt? I know you are uh, you, you're sad posting. Uh, you're sad posting. Pretty much precipitated this. So uh, what's, it what's did. I don't you? know. I mean, I feel like it all just kind of hit me at once. Like 
obviously like I should preface it, a couple of people kind of like shot back at me that as a Packers fan, like I am this incredibly spoiled my entire life to have like, like two Hall of Fame quarterbacks and just constant like I would turn on the TV on Sundays after church because, you know, I grew up in the church, of course. <laughs> All right, grew, Jesus. grew up in the church of grew up in the church Saint of St. Matthew's shout out did you um, did you see that thing I posted or my dad posted on Twitter for uh for the draft yeah it was like God chose you or something <laughs> and the first round Jesus has drafted you I it's probably it, Joe Westerberg's dad that put that up too probably I posted it on Reddit and someone's like I'd like to request a trade <laughs> that's funny uh but yeah I mean I just kind of grew up turning on TV every Sunday just expecting them to win by like 30 because that's all I did my entire childhood. And, you know, it all just kind of came to a reckoning when, I mean, you can kind of see the path coming of, I don't know, you get so many NFC championship games and seemingly don't draft the help that is needed and lose every year. Yeah. That's, I guess, a, a debatable point. But anyway, with the bombshell dropping that Aaron Rodgers wants out and yeah, that kind of came to a head at the same time that the Minnesota Twins, who I like, I was actually really excited for the Twins this year, just because like you know fans are allowed back in. I'm going to my first game this Saturday. Um, the team looked decent in like a relatively weak AL Central, especially since like half the White Sox got hurt, and then they just like suck ass. And then obviously like what I thought was rock bottom for the Sabers like two months ago has just. <laughs> I don't even know. They found they, a new new low. They they've dug a hole past China. We're now in the atmosphere off the other side of the earth as, as far as deep holes go. <laughs> have they have they gotten to the level where they found where Jimmy Hoffa is buried yet? Oh, we were we were at Jimmy Hoffa in like 2015. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's beyond that. I also like recently well, I mean it just came out a couple weeks ago, but I got MLB the show twenty one, so I've been playing that a bit. And like, I feel like a couple nights I've just been staying up in my franchise as the twins. And I've had like back to back games of just like going into 13 innings and losing because the bullpen implodes, which is like <laughs> the bl- too bl- real bl- to real life <laughs> twins. So it's just been a rough week for sports. And I feel that. Are you playing that uh, on PS4, Matt? Xbox? I have an Xbox. It's the first year that it's uh, like cross platform on Xbox. Yeah. So take advantage of that. Yeah. I, um, Will, do you follow do you follow everybody's favorite sports nerd Jordan Katz on Twitter? I do. He's, I do he, he's tweeting every five seconds about that game. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It honestly seems seems really fun. I'm not too into video games. I don't have that much time to play. And when I do, it's usually um NHL. And what I'm what I've been reading is that the the Dynasty Diamonds or whatever the show's version of uh, the Ultimate Team is is uh, just beating the crap out of whatever EA puts together for FIFA and, and NHL. So maybe I, I might have to get, get the show and, and try that out sometime. A lot of people that I trust are tweeting about it. Yeah, that's gonna be my next move. Is that and then obviously like the road to the show. Mm-hmm. So far, I've just been like I haven't played. I also like don't game that much. Like I bought a new Xbox over. The holidays um just because my other one was like so old and didn't even have like online mm-hmm. capabilities but yeah i mostly play like nhl and now this um but yeah it, it is actually like pretty legit and it's fun and just like such a big upgrade from like my 2k12 that i was playing before or whatever it is so <laughs> oh, check it out but down bad yeah, I, yeah it's, uh, it's, I, it's 
Go ahead, Will. It's funny. I had a I had a an NHL or an online gaming uh, milestone earlier this week. I was playing and I I was getting beaten pretty badly by somebody. And for the first time ever, I had somebody message me outside of the game while the game was going on and send me a voice message like very clearly younger, much younger than I am. Like, oh, log off. Like, just quit the game next time. I'm like, wow, I've really made it online gaming. <laughs> that is, yeah. Yeah, no, the next, the that next, is next milestone cool. is you have to have like somebody who's feeling younger than you chatting racial slurs at you. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. You know you've really that's coming. Made it. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go, go play some, go play some Warzone. You'll get that. You get that in like yeah, five yeah. seconds. I'm sure someone will. I tried that for like, two weeks and i just like i don't know if i got a single kill that game is like fucking impossible so i was just like i'm over this i like it i definitely like it more than well i i've played i i've never gotten a single kill in fortnite but i've tried okay. i've tried fortnite a couple times but yeah I, I tried it on my pc and actually like i got like in the top 10 like on on one even though i only had like two or three kills because i was like running around and hiding i was gonna say it's Gotta lurk and like that's how you survive. Yeah, I have some I have some homies um that are like that are from Texas that we play uh Destiny Two with and uh one of them said he would do some do some war zone, so I might I might do that. Yeah, I um on uh on the same on the on the on the uh George not say George Floyd, uh, the, the Derek Chauvin sentencing day, I got my PS five like right after he got sentenced. So that was a uh, <laughs> this is a pretty good day. Handing out W's that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's been terrible though because it's absolutely ruined like my free time. Like all I do is yeah. I like a four I like a four K TV in my room. So mm. all I do is play PS5 now. Play and some- it doesn't even oh. seem like you have much free time lately, so probably just need to blow some steam when you do. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm playing I'm 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 being the most complete normie out of us and playing some Madden twenty one. Oh, I also play that. I forgot to mention that. I was like, I know I play a third game. I did get into that pretty heavily, like over the winter. It is, it is pretty fun too. Yeah, I got yeah. Um, got drafted by the Rams because I guess okay. I guess Not I'm bad. better than Jared Goff as a rookie. Touted as a franchise savior, um, I was like, I didn't realize the, the franchise. What one or two years off of a Super Bowl was was down that bad already, but. <laughs> I guess so. Shout out to, shout out, shout out to Miami University alum, uh, Sean McVay and me. Yeah, that's right. Sure and enough. John Harbaugh. All the all the good people coming out of Miami. There's Ben Roethlisberger too, but we don't need to talk about him. No, it's not good there. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, how about how about those Buffalo Sabers guys? I'm I'm really interested. You no, know, I was gonna say when you mentioned. Savior, or what did you say? Like <laughs> franchise, savior, the franchise, <laughs> franchise or whatever. Savior. Yeah, I just my mind immediately just went to the, the dark days of the 2014-15 Buffalo Savior season and the touted savior arriving, and it's all been downhill yeah. since then. I mean, I guess we should probably like you know, like you guys mentioned, give a little like spark notes update because like I don't think anyone. Unless you're like born no into one, this shit show, no one like willingly follows the Buffalo Sabers unless it's for no comedic one, purposes. No well-adjusted human should be aware of, of what's going on in, no. uh, in Buffalo right now. But I'll let you. I don't know. Growing sure. up a little closer to it. Please. Sure, sure. Take so uh, the main reason that the guys are having me on today is uh, where we're talking about pain and suffering in sports fandom, and um, I don't think anything any any team really encompasses. Uh, 
that feeling or, or provides that feeling for their fans than the Buffalo Sabres. And I'm actually, uh, I'll say that with my chest now, I, I really don't think any other team in the four major sports uh, has that effect on their fans quite like the Buffalo Sabres. Um, they have the longest playoff drought uh, currently in the NHL. And um, I think if it weren't for the Mariners, it might be the longest in, in the four major sports. They uh, last won a playoff series in 2006, 2007 season. Um, last made the playoffs in 2010, 2011. And, um, since then their divisional finishes have gone, uh, third out of five, five out of five. Then they changed the divisions and they finished eighth out of eight, eighth out of eight, seventh out of eight, eighth out of eight, eighth out of eight, six out of eight, six out of eight. And then capping it off this last week, uh, with another eighth out of eight finish, uh, in the last year. So just completely resting in the basement and, um, uh, it's been filled with all kinds of uh, trials and tribulations throughout that time. We had um, uh, several players just quit the team completely and leave for Europe, one of which uh, put a hex on the franchise in the form of a clothing company where he depicted oh, his God. time in Buffalo as in jail. <laughs> I got to get um, that sweatshirt. I do too. <laughs> it's so uh, great. We've, in all those years where we were coming in uh, eighth out of eight in our division, uh, we finished dead last in the league four times and only won the draft lottery once, um, including missing out on uh, Connor McDavid, who all of uh, our well-adjusted fans will know because he's uh, far and away the greatest player in the sport in the world. Uh, so came in dead last that last year, didn't get McDavid. Um, and, uh, what Matt was referring to was uh, our consolation prize that year, our franchise cornerstone, uh, Jack Eichel, uh, basically said everything except that he's planning on shipping out uh, from Buffalo this offseason, uh, leaving us in year, I guess we're now in year 10 of the rebuild. Uh, and uh, with with no end in sight and actually probably a, a, a complete restart, tearing it down to the, uh, the studs and restarting this year. So... That's where we're at, and uh, it was perfect timing for this podcast too, because that interview dropped on uh, that was yesterday. yesterday. My <laughs> feels like a month ago, but yeah. And I was actually talking with with some of my friends that uh, that are Sabres fans, and I was trying to figure out what a good like NBA or NFL proxy for this would be uh, for someone who was like more aware of those sports. And I think the best we could come up with was something like uh, like. Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns both deciding they wanted to leave Minnesota on the same day or like, like deer and Hawks, deer and Fox and buddy healed saying like fuck Sacramento forever, something like that. But yeah, it's, uh, uh, for, for a team that's had nothing for the last 10 or 11 years, it's hard to really understate the magnitude of, of the, the two best players and the two, uh, players that were supposed to turn the franchise around both basically saying they want to leave on the same day. Yeah. I was going to say like only thing that I can kind of think in recent years is like the Anthony Davis trade request, but even then, yeah. like they still made it to yeah, right. the playoffs, like a few of those years. And I think, I think they even won that series against mm-hmm. they like swept Portland once. And mm-hmm. obviously that's just one player. So I guess it would be like ADN Zion on the same day, but that was, uh, that was the Drew, Drew holiday Dame stopper series. That's right. It doesn't even see. It doesn't even seem like like the AD trade. Like looking back on it, like there, if there was that like that much like bad blood. But I don't know. You're the more you're the, you're the bigger expert on the Pelicans uh, <laughs> than I am, Matt. Yeah, my sister was yeah. in New Orleans. So I've like casually follow. I don't really follow the NBA like super closely, but 
I keep an eye on their news and like follow a couple of beat reporters there. But um, yeah, I don't know. But that's kind of like a good comparison because I feel like what they got for Anthony Davis in the trade would mm-hmm. kind of be similar to like what you would expect to get for Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. I think so too. And it, especially I think the times they're at in their careers as well, where it's like you could probably see this player becoming top five in their sport. Like at the time, Anthony Davis wasn't, was probably closer to like top 15, top 20, which is where Eichel is now. Yeah. But I don't think any of us would be surprised if um, he ended up on a team that could actually pass the puck and, and became a top five player no. uh, in the future. Um, so it is, that's a pretty apt comparison too. And um, uh, when I was referring to the, the second player as well, Jack Eichel's getting all the news, but the, the only other player that we've had healthy this year, that's been able to score the puck. Um, his name's Sam Reinhardt. And uh, he had the interview right before Jack Eichel and basically said the same thing. So he's like, I do look so miserable. <laughs> yeah, like, he's terrible. He, which uh, he, like, he hates like all Sabres reporters except for like one. So like you kind of yeah. expect that, but yeah, it's uh, it was yeah. it was funny, Evan. If you if you're interested, I don't even know if the Sabres still have it on their Instagram anymore. There was a fan voted award for like the player that most embodied like the Sabres spirit on the ice, and this guy Sam Reinhardt won because he was like the only dude with pulse on the ice all season. He ended up like and, tied for tenth in like the league in goals, yeah, which like the team scored like one point five goals a game on average. So like it was kind of a miraculous like. Oh uh, yeah, outcome. I think I I, I like I, is this it? Well, yeah. yeah, there's that, but there was a picture of them handing him the award, and I've never seen <laughs> yeah. more miserable looking. Dude. Is it the one with like Granado? Yeah, Granado. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll see oh, if that I can was good. Find it and I, it. It's. I think they they must have taken it down. They, it might have been just on Twitter too, but yeah. um, yeah. it was it was great. But uh, yeah, and so um. Um, that's basically where we're at. That the goalie has such a cringe mask. Oh, which goalie we played? Erica. We I think we iced seven goalies this yep. year. Uh, so. Michael Michael Hauser. Okay. Yeah, that would be the other uh, thing that's going on. It's like on top of the Sabres just being poorly run, uh, terrible owners who who don't care about the hockey side of things at all. On, on top of all that, they just have some sort of cosmic luck. I, I really do think it's, it's Billy Bano and his hex that he put on the franchise, but uh, basically anything that can go wrong injury wise, timing wise, uh, any good players that we end up do having um, uh, something ends up happening where they end up getting hurt. And so we, we do have some promising goalies actually on the roster, but um, uh, they spent most of the year in the infirmary, wherever the hell they go. Uh, not Buffalo. When they get How do you even get that hurt as a goalie? <laughs> I don't know. know, You name it. And honestly, like, yeah, I keep forgetting like the amount of goalies they cycled through even in the last like month. Oh shit. No, sorry to interrupt you, Matt, but they, they absolutely do. (laughs) They have the, they have the, the picture. Oh yeah, there it is. Does that look like, does that look like a man that embodies the Buffalo Sabres spirit? (laughs) This, this, this just looks like, this just looks like a bartender at like Brick Street Bar and Grill at Miami. This just looks like some, some dude who's just serving up like doe-eyed, clearly underage undergrads is serving them like, the like the worst drinks imaginable and i don't know the dude the dude on the right definitely has pedophile eyes oh that that's our interim coach yeah he, he's actually one of the few good things that happened this yeah. year. But, which, but knowing them they'll probably I like what i said but his hair oh, or something up. yeah but uh matt now that you've had like a full 24 hours to process plus are you still in the pain and grief stage of things or have you come to terms with the fact that these two are most likely gone and that we've we've 
torn it down to the studs. I feel like, I don't know, probably somewhere in between. I think I've kind of like, just like given how low it is, like just kind of like embraced it and just being like, fuck it, like blow it all up. Mm -hmm. But, um, I also thought like this reckoning would come next summer. Mm -hmm. Like I thought they would, you know, give it one more go with Eichel. Yeah. But and Evan, I guess we should also like preface that basically um, what Jack Eichel alluded to. And sorry, Will, if you mentioned this, I don't think you did, but no. so he's, he missed like all, but like, I don't know, maybe 20 games this year. Probably. I don't even think he played that many um, with like, he like fractured a rib in trading camp. He like had a sprayed ankle. He had like an oblique injury or something. Uh, and then the latest thing was he had like a, was it like a herniated des- disc in his neck? I think that's, that was always, he had this nondescript upper body injury. So in hockey, you don't have to specify the injury. And he was, he was out with this nondescript upper body injury for like the, the entire second half of the season. And it's, it's recently come to light that it's, yeah, it's like a separated or herniated disc in his neck. And so basically like he played through it for a couple of games. The coach at the time basically said he was healthy, even though he obviously was not. So that was weird. And then um, he basically alluded to in his exit interview yesterday that there was some sort of, I think he called that a disconnect between himself and the team on how they should go about handling this injury. And today, um, Elliot Friedman, who's kind of like the woes of hockey, kind of like shed more light on that in his weekly column. And basically like Eichel wants to have this surgery done that's kind of like basically like putting almost like a knee replacement, but it's like for your neck yeah. where they put in like an artificial like disc in his neck. Like the, if I'm I understanding like, it correctly. I like that turn of phrase. That's like a knee replacement for your a neck. knee in your neck. <laughs> but it's, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's, it's basically it's right. an artificial disc in his neck, but it's like a relatively new surgery. And like, mm-hmm. even though it's like FDA approved and all that shit, like it sounds like no elite or professional athletes really it's outside it's like, of a couple like boxers have actually had boxers, it done. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not, the team, like for what it's worth, is kind of hesitant to have him do that because there's not that much track record of like how athletes recover and how they play after going through something like that. But obviously, like when you tell the face of your franchise that, like, you know, we you don't can't get surgery. <laughs> yeah, like right. in an already like relationship that was kind of teetering on the brink of like imploding. Um, obviously, he's like very mad at that, and basically, like Will said, like said everything but like trade me please in his interview so yeah um that's great i'm looking for his exact words but it was something like i need to do what's best for me uh so i'm ready to play wherever i am next year yeah 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 he was like yeah i think at least like two times he's something about like ready to play hockey next year wherever that may be or something along those lines and also said like my number one priority is jack eichel and all this stuff which is like totally fair and like i'm behind him on that Yep. And like honestly, like I don't, I really don't hold any like hard feelings towards Jack like at all. I know there's no. like a minority, a vocal minority of Sabres Twitter that's like in the camp of him, like you know, not being who we thought he would be. Which I mean, maybe right. he isn't like quite to the level we thought. But also, you're comparing him to Connor McDavid, which like was never going to be the case. But like, it, I don't think. Like, I don't know, there's a lot of talk about like his attitude it's, or his leadership, but like... You know, it's funny, I was going to say, we're, we can draw a lot of parallels, honestly, between the Eichel situation and the Rogers situation. It's very true, I, actually, I yeah. Like, I feel like Sabres fans, or at least uh, the 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 grit 
Sabres fans though. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't look at analytics Sabres fans. Like they, they've always had these, this thing about like, he's not a true captain. He's, he doesn't talk to me the right way. Uh, he scored like empty stats, like stuff like that. And, um, it, it, it kind of parallels. I mean, Rogers is looked on, uh, looked upon a, a lot more favorably because he, he wins, he's on a winning team. But yeah. I think a lot of those attitude comments are, are really similar. That's yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. And there are like similar, like, Harrington or Hamilton-esque reporters <laughs> in Wisconsin that say a lot of the same things too, yeah. or about Aaron Rodgers. So that's a great comparison. And, um, and just, just imagine like the worst dude at the like like second shittiest dive bar in Green Bay, and then imagine he writes for like the he he has like the green the Packers beat, and like that's like all of the Sabres reporters. They're they're terrible. Um, I was trying because like Evan's dad is like was a long time employee of the paper in green Bay. So I'm trying oh, to yeah. think of like, I don't know. I feel like the Packers have always had like pretty decent reporters, but like, yeah, just the worst, like nobody likes them. Not even like their fellow employees like yeah. them. This is like, like, this just sounds like if Barstool sports decided to professional sports it's, reporters, it's like, they're not even that kind of shitty. There's like, like old yeah. dude that like has like, like they're wrong a lot and like they have these personal vendettas against certain players that they they let bleed through in their writing and their interviews it's just like really unprofessional and embarrassing really. it's embarrassing and it's just wrong like yeah. like i think the guy from the local radio station who like, is a beat reporter just like when he talked about having like Rasmus or and having his best year when you could like <laughs> easily not even including analytics like go look at any like basic stat and like plus minus or something. It doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Oh yeah. I feel like that's a whole nother like subplot of like the Sabres is just like, you can't even like you have a couple like minority or like reporters in the minority that are, you know, actually like enjoyable and I like listening to them and reading their Mm -hmm. things. But then like the main, like, mainstream media players there it's just like the worst people that like no one likes to read or likes their coverage or and that's what makes us such good comment or content for a a podcast like this and there's so much to dive into it's because the whole thing is rotten not only within the organization but the entire infrastructure built around the organization the the relationship with the fans the relationship with the media uh, the ownership um the, the way that the Sabres interact with like the city of Buffalo and uh, even the bills, like the, the Sabres and yep. bills don't have much of a relationship outside of like the, the, the for-profit infrastructure that the big pool has built and called it one Buffalo. Right. Yep. So just so they can sell more drinks at their bars. Um, so like the whole thing, like there's so much to riff on and there's so much to get angry about because it's like every single thing from top to bottom, from your star player, absolutely hating being there to like, the paint coming off of the seats in the upper deck. It's like all just awful. Everything is bad across the board. Just like, I haven't been to a game in Buffalo in like, since I was like a kid, just cause, um, I mean, like, I don't really get out. Like when we would visit New York, it usually be in the summers or yeah. we would just spend time in Rochester and not like maybe stop in Buffalo on the way in or the way yeah. out. But, um, I mean, just like from everyone I follow and see, it's just like, there is no like game night experience there. It's just like, going to a library but like worse yep. <laughs> yeah yeah well, especially the, in a buffalo's where the dreams go to die <laughs> that's yeah. no it's right and that's it's because of that you can't sign free agents like, like you're on every 
players, no trade clause. Like you, you have to build internally and then the, to top it all off our, uh, our prospect list, basically we've, we've emptied the pipeline already. There's no one left. Yeah. So yeah. they're all either in the, with the Sabres or like have, have quit, like, have quit or just never panned out. Cause yeah. I don't, Evan, like, Evan, we had a star defenseman who was like like 22 years old. I think it was like two years ago. He just got so sick of sitting in the minors and like not not getting his chance that he literally was like like fuck the NHL, fuck my dreams. I'm going to go play in like the the Swedish hockey league. And he's just like been there ever since. So he's still under contract. We pay him, but like talking about pilot or yeah, that's yeah. the ultimate it's ultimate securing the bag. What yeah. Was he like? <laughs> was he he was like languishing in what Cincinnati because Rochester. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like it's buffalo except just like minus hundred thousand people they're the same exact yeah. place yeah yeah but it it's just it it's so it's like there's the pain and you come back to the title of the episode there's the pain like the grief related to it but there's also the fact that like it's kind of been this way for 10 years and it's That's like what I was gonna say too there's this like it, they can't really hurt me anymore because i'm already dead part of it it's like it it does keep getting worse and like the the rock bottom keeps going but um you keep putting on the jersey and you keep rooting for the team for some reason and and looking for any any bit of optimism or a reason to to keep holding on and i think that's why so many fans are having trouble with it right now is because the, the reason for optimism up until yesterday was well at least we have jack like we'll build around jack like once you have if you have a top five or top 15 player in the league, like anything can happen. Yep. And it's, uh, that's just gone now. And there's a couple of nice young players to build around, but for the most part, there's, there's very, very little to hold on to. Especially cause like in a league where, well, I guess next year it will be an even 50, 50 split. Mm-hmm. Assuming they still have eight playoff teams in each conference. I'm not really sure if they're changing that, but it's a league where like more teams than not make the playoffs and, yep. Even last year, like literally 24 out of the 31 teams made the playoffs. And the Sabres. They found a way to finish 25th. Yeah, they couldn't even get there. Like, and I think this what you said is like part of the reason I'm so like starting to come to the terms with blowing it all up and trading those two is because like it's not like they're trying all these new different things and like it just hasn't worked and they haven't found the right formula. It's like the same fucking thing every yeah. year. Like eight years of Rasmus Ristolainen and like. Mm-hmm. 10 years of just like completely butchering any sort of injury, like walking all of their RFAs to UFAs instead of like, because they're bridging them instead of giving them like good deals to lock them up or keeping Will Borgans or Lawrence pilots in Rochester instead of giving them a chance in Buffalo Mm -hmm. and then not giving entry-level contacts contracts to like Brandon Hagel and these other guys that are turning out to be very serviceable players elsewhere. Who did you see? He's going to be on team Canada this year. Hagel. I did see that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. Awesome. I saw that right after I watched the highlight of Taylor Hall scoring like a highlight real game winning goal. His eighth goal, eight times, uh, eight times as many goals in Boston as he had in Buffalo. Just this awesome. is like, it would be different if like, yeah, like they were like trying something new, but it's like the same thing and they just yeah. like nothing changes. And, well, and that's that's what's different. So you, you you talked about the dude with the pedophile eyes of, and that's Don Granado. And so he's our new interim coach, uh, or at least he, he was until this week when the season ended. And uh, 
I, you talk about doing the same thing over and over. The one hallmark of the last 10 mm-hmm. years of Sabres hockey has just been this awful, terrible brand where we're trying to be like the Aldi, Aldi version of the, the Islanders and trying yep, to win yep. every game like two to one. And it's terrible <laughs> because we, we don't have defense. We don't have the infrastructure. And then on top of that, we don't have two dudes who can score two goals on any given night. So like, uh, you end up losing a lot of games, like three, nothing, three, one, um, and Granado was the first time, I think, basically since Housley, where he tried to open it up and, and like really play with pace, uh, challenge players to, to actually carry the puck in instead of dumping it. And it, it, we were losing. We were still losing, but it was actually enjoyable to watch. And, exactly. And Which, like, up, I would take any day of the week over. Yeah, that's that's the thing is, like, it's not just losing. It's it's playing a terrible brand of hockey that yeah. the players hate, that the fans hate, and also losing <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's, yeah, yeah. It, it'd be one thing if you like win these games, like the Islanders, but like, yeah, I don't even. At the know. end of the day, it's, you're still the Islanders. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Exactly. It's true. But it, it's 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 all of that. It's it's the fact that we've seen teams like win a cup, hit the basement, rebuild, and yep. are now like back in the playoffs since the whole time we've been in the basement. Like, <laughs> it's it's. Eh. Man, it's it's a lot, and and you know what? I'll like, I'm boo boo the clown. I'll put the jersey back on again next year and find something <laughs> stupid. To, we'll probably trade Eichel for like like two firsts and like it's gonna be like two of, firsts in Alex Turcott, and that's it. Yeah, oh my God, Turcott. Yeah, I, I the University of Wisconsin uh, player. I'll uh, I'll find a stupid reason to get excited for it or something, or like it'll be like some blue jackets uh some blue jackets prospect i've never heard of in like three firsts and i'll be like you know what that's better than i thought and then yeah yep. i'll be back next year and rasmus ristolain will be the captain and we'll just go from there yep and at least like in the last few years there's been certain like personal ties as well whether it was like casey middlestat was at yeah. the u of m like the year after i graduated and i got to see him play here and um like even things like that or they drafted like Ryan Johnson, who like, I mean, that's probably a bad pick, but like, you know, another alum of the U that I could get excited for, but it's like middle stat, you know, I'm like, I like him and he's turned out to be like a serviceable yeah. middle six, yeah. probably better on the wing, but like, and then oh. I don't know, there's so many guys that were like supposed to just, if they could just live up to like a little bit of what they were supposed to be, like you can just look into the playoffs mm-hmm. in this league, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's all of it. There's no development. There's you, nope. you. You can't expect to make the playoffs when uh, you, you play a style of hockey that doesn't match the players that you have. You play your players mm-hmm. out of position. We saw that with with Reinhardt this year. Once we finally put him in center, yep. you don't develop your talent. You don't know how to scout talent, and you lose every single trade that you make. So, yep. Yep. I don't. Uh, yeah, I, you I don't, don't give players really chances until it's like way too late. And then, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I it, guess like if I had to pick like i mean this is not going to help them win games but i'm like what we do look forward to next year without eichel and reinhardt i mean obviously like whatever they would get in return hopefully it'd be like someone that'd be on the team next year but at least i mean i guess like bjork cousins rootsalainen like that line's kind of fun young Mm -hmm. players Mm -hmm. Uh, the defense is fine if we ship ship rasmus and his bonehead out of there the defense will be fine yeah um there's like there's like three prospects in rochester that might make their way up there yeah like i like it's bleak it's pretty bleak there's no there's no first line it's all the players that you mentioned are fine in the middle six or the the bottom six but um 
Yeah, exactly. The way Skinner's playing, you can't you can't put him up there. Nope. Uh, like I mean, they tried Tage on the first line, and they they <laughs> they hitched him to Eichel's ankle like a ball and chain, and we saw that went. Yeah. Like you're not going to get three top line players out of an Eichel trade as much as you want to try. Yeah. We'll be lucky to get one. So yep. I just don't really know what what you do with that then. Unless no. you you the other option then is uh, if Adams has balls of steel, you you just keep them, don't trade them, and yeah. you pray the winning starts next year. Yeah, but they would have one year to turn it around, I guess. But right then, I also like who's going to stop Michael from like holding out until like September and then right. electing to get a surgery or something, you know, right. I guess that's his leverage being still one year away from the no move clause and right. And five and years left in his deal or whatever. But Adams is the only one who's going to know if anyone was going to know whether or not Michael would do something like that Adams would be the one to know. And the latest report is that he hasn't formally requested a trade and, yeah. and everything that Michael said to the, the media is all he said to, to Adams as well. But uh, it's, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see where he goes. I I have a personal belief that like there's there's like probably like a half a dozen players and prospects in the league that that I think Adams has to land in a Nickel trade. And if if they're not included in the deal, you hang up the phone and just just gut it out next year. But that's who are some of those names year. in your opinion? I think I think if you're looking at Byfield and, and yeah, honestly, that's probably, I was going to say he's my probably, number one. Probably Turcotte. Um, I have a lot of. Uh, Rangers fans in uh, some of the hockey leagues and group chats that I follow. And, and they're always talking about how Lafreniere and, and Kako um, are, are untouchable. But I, I think when it came down to it, I think New York would talk about parting with one of those two, especially if, yeah, I, because Eichel's always talked about wanting to play in New York and Boston. I think they would, um, they would think about it. Um, if, Calgary's not getting any younger and they, they struck gold with Matthew Kachuk. And so I've seen something closer. I mean, it wouldn't be one for one, but it'd be closer to one for one than it would be with, with a lot of the other players that are being talked about. So that's something I'd be interested in. And then, um, the, the interesting one that I've been reading about in the last day is, is Minnesota actually. And the the problem is you, you want a center coming back if you're Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota has picks and they have prospects, but they don't really have, centers to work with and so um instead of like i mean the only one i can think of is marco rossi right who they should have drafted in the first place but if we actually valued rossi we would have him right now so yeah yeah um that's that's kind of i mean uh, people put together like meme meme offers like someone's like oh i go for kareel one for one like (laughs) yeah i don't don't even but I, to me, it comes down to like LA, New York, maybe Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, I would have to look into the, the jackets prospect pool. I know they have uh, five firsts in the next two years. So if, if they were to put together like three or four of those and then their top prospect, I'd, I'd maybe do a little research and listen. Yeah. But, but then once again, all that hinges on the organization making the correct decisions once you're given those, those, that draft capital, which, which we, like we've proven we've for the last 10 years we yeah. can't do. So another like side point I was thinking of, like what's kind of funny, Evan, is that when like I, I do like Kevin Adams so far. Like I yeah. think all things considered, he's doing a good job. But like basically a year ago, the Sabres fired like 20 scouts in like their entire front office 
and decided to like promote the guy that was basically like running the youth camps at like the building next door to be general manager of the team. He was like, he's he was a like, former player. It's like, he like, you know, he has some connections and he's like a well-liked hockey figure, but like has no front office experience at all. He was like director, of like vice president of vibes or something before like he was, he was not a GM. No, he was on like the business side of things. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just like all these little sub sub points that you like kind of remember that like teams just love to have dog shit front offices. When, yeah. And he's been working to try to hire uh, assistant GMs and, and kind of fill out his offices, which good. But like for them, we've been running for like three quarters of the season now on, on basically just this dude figuring that out as he goes. Yep. He's done fine. Yeah. Given, given what he's the, the hand he was dealt, he's done fine. But um, it's, it, it all comes back to like that ownership again. There's, there's no analytics department. There's, there's yep. no, there's no general management outside of Adams. And I, I, I agree with you. I think he's done a good job too, but it, there's, it's it's it would be putting a lot of faith in him to to hand him like three firsts this next yeah, year and say yeah. fix the or franchise. even the Eichel trade in general like yeah. that's a lot especially if also Reinhardt because he's someone who should get you a really good haul yeah but I don't know yeah. if they value him at the same level well the the good news is and that's something um, that some of the other Sabers outlets have touched on is like well Eichel's value might be depressed right now because of the injury and his attitude and because we don't have any leverage this might be the best time period to sell Reinhardt yeah. Um, yeah, because uh, we actually played him in position and yeah. ended up playing well. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, my only hope is that if we do do make an Eichel trade this summer, that we bring. I know, so we do have an assistant GM Carmanos that should be coming on imminently. Um, I just hope he's in the room before we end up pulling the trigger on anything, so that, that there's at least two people talking about yeah. it. It's not just Adams. And like, like he had uh, to. It sounds like he had like other job offers. So like he yeah. had to have like known that like. Was he like sold on like, yeah, we'll have Jack Eichel next year and like, you know, we'll have a decent team or like he had to have known that there's a possibility that like he's coming into this like dumpster fire. It was interesting. So he was part of that exodus in in Pittsburgh and um, that basically came down because Rutherford, the GM at the time was, was uh, he had this boys club of like dudes, like assistant GMs that he would just bring around to his front offices and uh, they had a disagreement with the president. And so Rutherford quit and he took all his boys with him. And so I, I think the general understanding at first when those discussions started is that Carmanos would be able to bring on some of those boys and kind of build yeah. that back in Buffalo. But I don't know where that stands now at this yeah. point. And they I need bodies though. So yeah, anyone yeah. at this point, honestly. <laughs> yeah. There was talk of uh, bringing Rutherford on as like a president of hockey. Yeah, hockey I did see too. That. So I, who knows, but it's, um, it's bleak, but we had some good interviews from the younger players today. I mean, um, the, the dudes, the bodies that are in the room, like Tage is getting better. Casey got way better this year. Cousins looks fine. And he has the makings to be like a, a really solid second line center at worst. Asplund um, is a good checking forward. Yeah. He had a great year too. It's, it's, yeah. there's a little bit there that I'll probably talk myself into in the, the long off season, but uh, yeah. it's, there's just a million different ways it could go this off season between a trade a holdout. Um, it could go radio silent, like these types of things. Eichel's never really been one to, to like, I've heard he's a drama queen behind the scenes, but he's not one to talk publicly a lot. No. So no. I have a, I have a feeling we won't hear anything for a long time, which yeah. is also just nerve wracking. But honestly, I, I think like one of the worst things I know that like, if any Bills fans are listening, like I, I like, Bills are like my second team, but mm-hmm. like not a huge Bills fan. Is that like 
I think one of the worst things is like the Pagulas locking into the Bills being good because it gives mm. them this like false confidence that they like know what they're doing and that like yeah. their model works and like you know well, they can find yeah. like I think for a while they literally thought that like Ralph Kruger was their like McDermott yeah being combo and like I don't know it it and and it like the thing is they're they obviously don't know what they're doing but can you blame them for thinking that they did because they they got so lucky with Bean and and Josh Allen and they've yep. they've fallen into this dynasty so it's yep. like I can't even be mad at them for thinking that they, no. they have a clue <laughs> like no no but um Speaking of football, I mentioned I was going to ask you this before the uh, the pod. So uh, there's a couple parallels between the Rodgers and the Eichel situation. It looks like the Eichel trade might be a little bit more imminent. But between your two fandoms, what would hurt more, seeing uh, Rodgers go to Denver and lead the Broncos to the Super Bowl or seeing Eichel go to, like, uh, let's say the Ducks and lead them to the, the Stanley Cup from the West? That's a great question. Um as much like as it is, is like similar similar parallels there. Um, honestly, like I think the Eichel thing would probably hurt a little more, just given like I know it's like basic, but like the age of him and like the contract mm-hmm. status, where like you know Rogers is already at the age where like most quarterbacks are retired. And, yeah, but I don't know. That's tough though, because like they're you know they should have made the Super Bowl like mm-hmm. a couple of the past years yeah, and like they're so years. close to like, yeah, most years and they're so close to being like at the top there. Yeah. Whereas well, it's, like, it's have nowhere to go, but up, but I don't the know. Packers also wouldn't necessarily be terrible without Rogers. Like they'd be worse. Definitely. Yeah. But I don't think they'd be terrible. Yeah. True. Like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm trying to think of like a hockey comparison, but like the Packers have top, players like top five top ten oh. players at like other positions as well so yeah i mean obviously like there's been years where rogers dragged like a shit-ass team to like a 10 and 6 record when yeah. like if he wasn't there he should have been like 6 and 10 but i don't know it, the the rogers situation all, also to me as, as an outsider not a packers fan also feels like it's more of a a rogers like personal thing like oh, the for front sure. office definitely fucked up with him a little bit and like you can see they've mishandled the situation but like him being angry like you can kind of go both ways with it like I, I get why he's mad I don't know if every player would be mad in his situation uh but with the Eichel thing it's like just th- is so far out of this dude's hands yeah, like yeah. like that we've done this dude so wrong and um, I've had to like I tend to side with the players like mm-hmm. almost all the time but like just given Roger's like history and track record i feel like he's just like the pettiest dude ever so he's like so, he's so dramatic yeah so like some of this is like an reaction searching for an obscure tweet to send to my friend that's why i've been like <laughs> oh, you're fine guys, i wouldn't do you guys you think say? he would quit and host jeopardy uh um, I, I don't think so i don't think so because like you'd be giving up so much money but like what if what if abc cut the 10 million dollar check Honestly, like maybe then I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know. It, it would be. I, I feel like there's I, no way to tell with this dude. It's just yeah. like so many things don't add up. Like mm-hmm. all of like the the re-signings they did, and like Aaron Jones coming aboard, and then like the news saying that like he was telling free agents that like he isn't going to be back. Like none of that really like yeah it's, makes it's sense. All, like, I don't know why they would stay. Well, like Schefter was like, "Oh, this wasn't anything I didn't already know," which is like, dude, what? 
True. And the True. That was kind of weird like, too. The like, other thing is like, <laughs> yeah. their offense is fine. Like, that's not why yeah. you fucking lost. Yeah. You. Yeah. No. Uh, as I said, we 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 too soon Ooh. do we forget about you know the jersey tug heard around the world. Mm. This, the, to be fair, though, like the sending Kevin King to the gulag. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, like. The Packers intercepted Tom Brady three times in the second half and got, I think, like three points out of it total. So, but is honestly, this all really like about the fact that they don't have like a wide receiver too is like he really didn't I don't all think this so. Like, that? like I don't know, like but the dude, like, like you need a wide receiver too when like you have a tight end who like caught, yeah. who cut who, you have a tight end who I'm pretty sure caught more touchdowns than like Mark Andrews did, and Mark Andrews is like yeah. the top five, I think yeah, like a 12, top five tight end in the NFL. Yeah, in like. Um, Devonta Adams is like top five receiver probably. I mean, probably closer to top three this year in like, I don't know. It was just like some of the things like them cutting Jake Kumaro was like <laughs> yeah. one of the final oh, straws the for fun. him where yeah, it's like, this, so that funny. dude was a bum anyway. <laughs> didn't he, yeah, go, to, didn't he go to Whitewater? He didn't went to Whitewater and then he actually like ended up being a bill and I think yeah, he was like on the bill. one pass for 20 <laughs> yards and a touchdown this year. But well, are you a bills fan? Or are you like, not no, really into I, football much. I miss that. So I, I, I like, I, I grew up in deep bills country, obviously I don't. So I root for the bills just because they were so sorry when I was growing up, uh, yeah. like my friends that care about them a lot, like I'm happy for them. I'm not a bills fan myself. I actually, I, a super lame answer, but I mean, like a, a big money dynasty football guys root for my players. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I have a lot of friends like that as well. Yeah. But I, honestly, like, I don't know, like, I wish I could like give up some of my teams, but like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The Sabres, the Sabres and the Terps are really the only two I have an emotional attachment to, which like the Terps are fine, but like the Sabres was ter- terrible foresight. My, my, like, I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe I'll, we'll get one before I die, but I'll be lucky. Yeah. Is like, is your partner a Sabres fan or anything? I'm, condition well i started conditioning her and then i was like i i, I had mercy and i was like you really like we'd watch the games in the apartment at the beginning of the season and like last year and at a certain point it's just like she's like this isn't fun to watch i'm like you're right i don't know why yeah, i'm watching yeah. this like, like she has no like connection to the yeah. buffalo or roster yeah well, well, like, I, I think eichel's the only the only player she knows okay it's just funny because like i've in a similar situation like where mm-hmm. my girlfriend isn't like was never really a hockey fan and obviously mm-hmm. like she's from Iowa and lives in Minnesota now. So like doesn't have any connection to the Sabres and just like seeing like the things I would say about them or just like tweet about them and stuff. And she's like, like, why do you do this? It's like the same, it's literally the same conversation. Like I remember like the first, the first game, like of opening night this year was the first game that we watched together. And like, mm-hmm. I remember her just like saying like point blankly, like, Oh, like, like, do they win a lot? And I'm like, no, like they never win. Yeah. And she's like, why do you watch this? I'm like, because someday they will. That's a great might. question. Like, I don't, I, I don't have an answer for that. Like, I don't know. I don't know why I watch this. Well, it's, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's just, it'll feel so much better when they do finally win and we'll be able to run it, rub it in everyone's face. But I don't like, I don't actually know. I don't know the answer. I do know no. that, that if they, they do end, ever end up going to the cup, I'm dropping, uh, whatever I'm doing and getting back to Buffalo for, yeah, that, my that dad and I talked about that too. Yeah. But I was, I mean, they were supposed to make the playoffs this year and in my stupid head of heads I'll be like I was like oh I'm moving back to DC I'll be so close yeah, <laughs> yeah right Oops. oh man but yeah so, what's your what's your all right what's your like realistic 
Sabres uh, scenarios for this summer? Like what happens to Eichel, Reinhardt, like any other big moves? Or And then what's your like, in your heart of hearts, what do you hope happens? I mean, obviously like I hope they keep both and find some way to like reconcile it and then like lock Sam up long term mm-hmm. and build from there because like if they find a way to keep Sam and Jack, like they have a very good center spine now. Um, yeah. But like realistically, I think both are gone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's like hockey so dumb that like <laughs> you could, they could look into like making the playoffs in two years. Yeah, they might be you know? better. Yeah. Like so, they might be better. And like, I mean, just getting rid of like, I guess number one, like what I hope and needs to happen is like getting rid of Risto because like, mm-hmm that's just like like addition by subtraction. They get rid of him mm-hmm. and like, I don't know, like all these young guys in just in money teams that make the playoffs and assuming like who they get in the Jack and Sam trades are like at least contributing players. Like yeah. they have a path to the playoffs in like three years. Well, it's, it's the senators model, right? It's like you tear down yeah, the studs, you get exactly. a bunch of like 20 year old dudes out there and it's like no wins just vibes and all the fans are happy with it because that's that's the expectation. yeah and like, like if it's like and if it's fun like i don't yeah. like if they're like just a high-flying like team like just like high event hockey and they're like you know playing a lot of like six to four games like yeah or even cares. like yeah. four to two games like that's fine that's like that's entertaining to watch like yeah nothing worse than them like getting outshot like 31 to 10 and like through two periods and like yeah. the only goal is like Colin Miller like slap shot from the point that Sam Sam Reinhardt like, like to flex in. You yeah, know? it goes off like four people. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm just so sick of watching that. And like them getting outshot like twelve to two and listening to Rob Ray be like, pretty good saber, pretty good yeah. period for the Buffalo Sabres here. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna give him back. Yeah, I, I, speaking of I, I saw when I was looking at the Sabres Instagram, I saw they had like a broadcaster or something. It's like a play by play. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like shit. Okay, so he's like he's like the Bob Euchre of he's like the Bob Buecher of hockey, yeah. where he's like literally been the announcer since like I think the second year the team existed, mm-hmm. and is like, I mean, to be honest, like he's not good anymore, but like mm-hmm. he's like has some of the most like legendary calls in like hockey history, and like I grew up like watching this like DVD like documentary of him and all his like famous calls and like yeah. I just feel so bad for the dude. Like, yeah. especially like, like this, they, I was reading that they like normally, so he lives in like Southern Ontario, I think. Mm-hmm. And they normally like have a car service for him to get to the games because of COVID he had to like drive himself to the games. Yeah. And he's like very frail. He's like a four time cancer survivor. <laughs> like, yeah. and just like his heart is just like the Buffalo Sabres. And like this dude is just it's so bad. I hope taking years off his life. Honestly it's, though, like he deserves to go on. He's got go out in like, his own terms. I don't know. Two more years max, and we're not going to get any better next like, two no, years. So, like, no. and he only ever calls like in a regular season, like twenty yeah. games a year now, like home games only. Yeah, and I don't know. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's all bleak. Like he's yeah, he's one of the few good things, and uh, he's going to be gone soon. And yeah, like you said, mate, they'll probably end up building the damn broadcast team around Rob Ray. <laughs> don't wait for that. Yeah, but it's um. It's, I, I like everything you said about what should happen this summer. The the, the sneaky thing for me is is that goaltending thing that we alluded to a little yeah, bit. Like, yeah. Allmark's great. Um, he's just proved that he can't stay healthy for a whole year. So we got to figure something else out that's not like uh, like a prospect that's not ready to come up out of Rochester yet. To to it's someone that's able, to, someone yeah, it's not Cutter Hutton. 
someone's able to actually play 41 games if you need them to. And um, the, 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 the addendum to that is that I, I don't want you picking up a like a, a rotten old goalie with a terrible contract in the yep. Eichel trade. And I saw something. Jonathan uh, Quick is going to be Jonathan that Quick, one. Yep. yep. Or, I mean, even I could be talked into like um, Elvis out of Columbus or, or yeah, Solo, yeah. but like I'd, I'd, I'd much rather you go out and get someone a little bit younger with a little bit more upside. It would be pretty nice if Cal Peterson was still in the, pro, in the system. <laughs> oh God, I forgot about that. Yeah. Just like <laughs> all of it. Another dude to just said, fuck it and left. Yep. Um, but that's a sneaky thing for me is like very clearly the, the goalie situation was not stable this year. I do think we, we probably could have stole like another six, seven games. If we had oh, someone yeah. that wasn't Carter Hutton or Dustin Tokarski Definitely. Uh, in net. So it's like, that's, that's a, I, obviously it's not the top of Adam's priority list anymore, but I think it's gotta be up there. Yeah. I, I'm, I guess maybe just because like the whole COVID situation, but I was very surprised they did not address that last off season. Well, I shouldn't say I was wasn't surprised because like yeah. I never expect them to do anything good, but like that was in our number one need last off season, other than like a second line center. It, it it didn't take a lot to see that 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 Hutton and Johansson were not going to be able to get it done. Like we knew it through through two days of training camp, and yeah. Yeah. it was either naivete or just like sheer disillusionment that they decided that that's who they were going to roll out this year. And uh, honestly, it's a damn miracle that we got a six for Johansson in the season. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but yeah. Who I'm knows? sure like whoever the team that picks either before or after us in the sixth round oh. with that pick, will pick the next like Caprice off or something, but you know, for did, another day in the pod. Did you, this is extremely niche Sabres content, but did you see the other tweet that was like the, the pick from the infamous Botterill trading down for nothing? Yeah, he literally like, traded down like for a, nothing. He's like an SHL all-star now. Yeah, he's like putting up like over a point per game. <laughs> yeah, our, our GM, our last GM, Evan, our what, fourth or fifth GM of the, the rebuild years uh, was... Uh, two, three years ago, yeah, traded back for literally nothing, and it turns out the pick that he traded is, like, look good now, so that's going to be real sweet. And it's, like, to our rival, our our biggest rival, so oh, yeah. we'll have to look at that. It was literally, like, he traded the sixth-round pick for, like, was it just, like, for their sixth-round pick straight up, or what was it, it? it? It was something weird like that, yeah. He, like, traded it straight up for, like, for like future considerations or something. Yeah, like, and it was, like, the first... <sighs> pick of the or like they had the top pick of the draft so it was like the first pick of the six rounds like yeah. literally unless you get like a fifth round pick or better like you cannot approve off of that so it's just it's yeah. exhausting but it's hey. uh it was a good event it was good to get all that out it, it did honestly like the only other person i really talk sabers with is my uncle who's like uh mm. jack uncle's a bad attitude and they need to like get rid of him so like to have someone that like actually follows them and understands yeah well and it's like it's a weird good. racist dude from like west Honolulu. yeah that too <laughs> so i felt good as much as i'm sure it pained evan to have to sit through that all but yeah hey thanks for no, being it's a, a, there. It's, it's, it's a learning experience Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's what that's what that's what that's what podcasting is all about. It's about yeah, it's just about learning shit. I've just been, I don't know. Imagine imagine Dobbins and and Lamar showed up at at press day and were just like, yeah, fuck Baltimore. I'm out of here as soon as I can. <laughs> like that's where we're where we're at right now. Except the Ravens haven't made the playoffs since 2009. <laughs> imagine like the best college football player you ever saw live 
coming within like a couple picks of your favorite team and then Rashad Bateman goes to the Ravens. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait, you're happy about that one. <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a Ty, uh, Tylen Wallace owner now, so I'm like deep into that Ravens content. Good stuff. Sorry, I just I just like sat on my headphones and unplugged them. But yeah, no, I'm... Uh, I don't know. It's the weirdest... I don't know, like me, me turning into like this NFL like enthusiast is like the weirdest thing that, that <laughs> I didn't see it coming COVID to me. Yeah, I did not see it coming, but I'm happy about it. Like, yeah, this wouldn't have happened without that. So you just yeah. gotta make make an alt Twitter account and label yourself as like insider, <laughs> and then you'll you'll instantly get like 300 followers. They're all just like these weird dudes from like like Lubbock. <laughs> that's like there's its own like subset like being in dynasty fantasy football now it's like i see this weird like underbelly of twitter it's just like all these dudes that are like draft insiders and like like making like 2024 mock drafts this week it's ridiculous yeah that's yeah, that's, that's what i do I, I just i just feel like one of those accounts that, that just like tweets out like obviously fake rumors <laughs> like I saw, there's this like there's this cringe ass like Ravens Twitter guy who has like a billion followers and and he like like Devonte Adams was saying like he's like oh I don't know like like if if Aaron Rodgers isn't in Green Bay like I don't know if I'm gonna be in Green Bay basically and this dude's <clears throat> like oh my God Ravens you gotta go get him and it's like no dude literally like we had like a not like yeah our receivers you know last time they got separation from their defender was like the bush years but like we just restocked <laughs> our entire wide receiver room and like yeah. I, I don't know like like is Devonte adams a good fit in the system I don't, I don't know like it is so funny like the i feel like uh there's bill's twitter people were like that too where it's like anytime any any player tweets anything ominous they're just like Oh, we have to go get like JJ Watt or like oh yeah, like, yeah. like uh oh, Philip Lindsay is coming to Buffalo for some reason. Like, like <laughs> yeah. I forgot JJ Watt signed with the Cardinals. I I'd I'd forgotten that fact. I don't blame you. Honestly, <laughs> like that was like the discourse on like Wisconsin sports Twitter for like those ten days that he was a free agent was just like the worst thing ever. And, and then I was like, it can't get worse than this. And then like the Aaron Rodgers things breaks and like there's no clarity on that and just having to like listen to like all these dudes from Fond du Lac just like bitch about it. it's just the worst thing ever that's not like I don't like I wouldn't even care if like he got traded if I like found out today like having to like sit there and wait, wait the whole summer to get like some sort of clarity which I guess is kind of like the Jack Eichel thing too is like that's yeah. the worst part about it honestly yeah well at least with the Eichel there's a little bit of closure because you know it's like it can only go one way for the Sabres yeah like, exactly exactly but with with the, the Packers there's I mean Rodgers is enough of a wild card that anything could really happen. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. There's probably going to be like a tense like half hour at the beginning of training camp where like all the players are showing up and like everyone's like, yeah, oh, like waiting for Rodgers in one of the cars. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I thought I saw something because I follow like the SB Nation blog for the Packers and I thought I saw something that said that like they were like they were starting like contract negotiations with him. Yeah, so. I think Ian Rappaport uh, reported like yesterday that they had extended another like significant contract offered him and that his camp was like responsive to it. So whatever that means, I don't know. Yeah. That's what I think. Like, yeah, this, I think this is all like all designed to like get him the contract. I feel like. Yeah. 
but then like also like Schefter was like this is about more than just like or maybe it was like Jake Glazer that said that but I don't know it's weird yeah because he's still under contract for like two more years and like I don't know it's weird yeah what am I it's just like it's just funny that the guy that has like spent a lot of time talking about like the impact that the whole Brett Favre situation had on him just like turns around (laughs) and just does the same thing but like in the age of Twitter so it's just like twice as worse it's yeah it's terrible i remember like it was in like eighth grade when like the farb shit was happening and i remember like um like when he first said he was gonna like retire i remember like a teacher coming to our room and being like guys like breaking news like brett far says he's gonna (laughs) retire and like everyone does like freaking out all all 12 of Uh, you at at st matt's there's 27 of us you know including like five maths That was, I guess. Uh, I guess uh, like half. I guess. Mo- I guess uh, most of them went to like Notre Dame. Yeah, exactly. This is like me, Dave, and Joe went to East. <laughs> That's crazy. That was a uh, that Barber time. It was prime uh, airline tracking days on, on, oh, yep, on the yep. forums. It was like figuring out where all the planes coming to and from uh, Green Bay. That was like a thing, though. Like far yeah. watched and like the planes was like a huge thing. Huge. That was like. With the exception of LeBron's decision, that was like one of the most bonkers like days on ESPN ever. They were like on the yeah. tarmac in like Biloxi. Like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Dude, Brett Favre, what a what is what a sad sack story. Yeah, dude he needs to just like log <laughs> off. <laughs> like we all like I feel life. like we all knew it was coming. Yeah. Oh, totally. At some point, but like it's like, damn, dude, you you did not have to go out like this. No. <laughs> Did he did he finish with the Vikings or the Jets? I don't even remember. What the Vikings the was. It was the Vikings. Yeah. He had like a concussion against the Bears at the University of Minnesota before they replaced the field. It was just like this frozen oh turf God. that like was literally like playing on concrete, and like, he got like sacked and like, like just told it was knocked out. And no, I meant I didn't mean his retirement. I meant like him in real life. Like oh, just being no, no, I know that. Like, I know that. Oh, okay. But like, oh yeah, yeah. I was just making sure because there's this whole Copy thing about like, some charity that. Like yeah. he owes money to, and it's like, damn, like yeah, and then just like his opinions guys. on like everything. I feel like <laughs> yeah, it's always like two days out. late though. It's like it's like something will happen. Like there's some discourse and some like <laughs> bullshit like topic that like no one really wants to hear anyone's opinion on. And then it'll be like quiet for a day, and then the next day it'll be like Brett Favre on the radio this morning like offered his opinion on the anthem protest or whatever. And it's like nobody right. wants to hear this. Right. Why it's why like, are we asking Brett Favre about Palestine? Like this is a terrible <laughs> idea. Like, it's like you're goaded, you're goaded, Brett, but like shut up. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Slightly slightly I still didn't, like we'll never forget like at like Thanksgiving of like twenty sixteen or whatever it was when like they finally reconciled with Brett and like brought him back to Lambo and it was like mm-hmm fucking like sleeting rain and like frozen and they like wheeled like 92 year old Bart star out in like a wheelchair who's like clearly like stricken with like dementia and just in a rough shape oh, yeah. and they're just like we're gonna bring he, him up star was gone for like the last couple years of his life i feel like just yeah. like not it's there like at the, all the hw jeff of him holding up the baseball <laughs> yeah. like clearly his brain's not there yeah. oh man and then they lost to the bears like 21 to 10 or something Good times. Fulfilling the prophecy. God, God was not happy with them for bringing Favre back. Nope. Most of the people in Green Bay actually believe. I know this any is be a, sport, what, What's sorry, your What's ahead, your what? sports pain story, Evan? I was going to say to round oh. it out. We've we've been 
grieving. I don't know. Well, it's mostly like the Celtics. Like, yeah, that's like this season has just been like so. Like the expectations were all over the place because like their rookies were really good. And then like we, everyone thought like the Jeff Teague signing was going to be good. And then Jeff Teague did not turn out to play well. And then he like got traded them. He like went to Milwaukee and is playing like fine, which I'm kind of mad about. Mm-hmm. But it's just like it's like for every like super good like comeback win, there was just like a super like we lost to the fucking Bulls. Yeah. Like, like we traded two, we traded some guys to the Bulls. We still lost, and it's like, like, like Jalen Brown, you know, has to get hand surgery, and he, mm-hmm. so he's out for the rest of the season. And it's just, uh, if only there was a seventeenth championship to fall back on. Sixteen's not enough. Yeah, <laughs> so true. It's just like I don't know. Sixers fans are going to be unbearable. Yeah, oh, that's true. They're, they're already unbearable, but like. Like we went from sweeping them, and then now the Sixers are like insanely good. You guys uh, should should be able to like forfeit or withdraw from the play-in tournament. You should just be like, all right, we're we're packing up yeah. and in the season. <laughs> it's kind of funny listening to like all the Lakers bitch about like the play-in tournament oh, now wait. that they're like actually have to be in it. I can't uh, wait. Yeah, I n- nobody, uh, nobody, uh, nobody. I hate more than Lakers fans. I uh, I didn't have an NBA team, and when I moved to Oregon, I picked up the the Blazers. So I've been relishing okay. this, uh, especially the way the standings are sitting right now. It's uh, it's a pretty good situation for us. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I tweeted about this. I tweeted about this. I think earlier today, um, and I was like, yeah, like in my one, like my one year of like following the NFL on Twitter, like at least the people that I like follow have been much like basketball fans are just like, they're so bad. NBA Twitter is so bad and so good. Like this, like, yeah, I like the part is. of NBA Twitter that I'm on, which is mm-hmm. like weird Celtics Twitter, which yeah. is like all these like communists or whatever. Like that's like part of the reason I started this podcast is like having those people on Twitter. And I love, I love that part of Twitter, but it's just like, like there's just the, there's like the pea brains, like, is the thing I like the thing I quote you did was like someone saying like, "Oh, like like well, Russell Westbrook has 128 triple doubles and no rings," and it's like you guys just you hate <laughs> watching this game, and it's just like and then there's like the dudes who are always like, like like the LeBron joke. I like I want to enact the death penalty for like people that make like LaFraud or like LeBron's jokes. <laughs> yeah, like, I've like actually, I've come I've come full circle on them. I hated them and now I'm back. I'm like, this is actually good. This is well this now, is good. now people are excavating it to a new level of irony yeah. where yeah. it's like <laughs> You're applying it to something else, and it somehow makes it better. But I don't it's know, always it's like, it's like Woj, like talking about like Bonzi Colson has signed a 10 day contract <laughs> with the San Antonio Spurs, and like 400 replies. You're like, look, Mickey Mouse Spring. It's like, yeah, it was like, like carried by Kevin Love 2008. Like, <laughs> it's all, it's, 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 oh my God. It's good stuff. It, it, it's all, it's all the hot take. It's the hot take economy that was, it's manufactured by Skip and Stephen A, and, and yeah. we're, we're the children of that. So this is what we get. <laughs> Yeah, this is like the marketplace of ideas and the hot tech economy is just leading to the bottom. And, you know, like, like, like Mark said, like workers are reduced to the most like vile of commodities. That's what that's what sports fans have been reduced to. We can't even we can't even celebrate a player being good now. It's like it's like Steph has a career night. It's like 
is he finally better than Dame again? It's like that's yeah. like leading on ESPN. So yeah, yeah. But that's why I know, that's why I like the NFL is more fun. Like, and I feel like NFL players are like funnier on Twitter. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Maybe like Marlon Humphrey is just like really, really funny, and it's giving me like an un- unrealistic expectation. But like, like I, I used to follow a bunch of. Uh, I used to follow a bunch of like NBA players. Not, I don't think I follow too many NBA players, but I follow a couple of like the Ravens on Twitter and like they're just they're just posting. <laughs> they're posting yeah. Yeah. I think there's a couple like good or at least there used to be like some good like NBA player Twitter accounts, but now like I feel like NFL is kinda of taking that over. CJ McCollum's a pretty good follow. He's pretty wholesome. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he he has a couple zingers every now and then, but yeah, it's I like Anthony Edwards. I wish I don't know if he tweets, but all his interviews are must watch. <laughs> he's like he's great actually. Like he's I'm so like I'm I haven't become a Timberwolves fan yet, but like he seems so Howard, you've been living in Minneapolis yeah, for almost ten years now. How are you gonna say you're not a Timberwolves fan? I mean, like I never was like really had an NBA team in like. Oh, fair. I guess you, like when the Bucks got good, I was like, "Oh, I'm from Wisconsin. I'll watch the Bucks." But like, <laughs> and like my roommate Zach was like a huge. He's from Milwaukee, and is like I always been a big Bucks fan. So like, yeah. I watch games with him. But like, honestly, like I love Anthony Edwards. Like, so they posted good. a video of uh, maybe you saw it, but like I think last week they got their like second COVID shots, and him like talking to like one of his teammates about like when it's gonna kick in. Yeah, it was, like, it was hilarious. <laughs> You guys should should bring the podcast full circle and adopt uh, former turf current Timberwolf Jake Lehman as the official athlete of the, the podcast. That's actually a great idea. I forgot he was a turf. That, that's easy to forget. Are you like mostly a turf basketball guy, or do you also follow the football team? I kind of follow the football. Team. Like I don't really expect anything from them, so like I'm I'm happy when they're good, but like I'm not yeah like sad we, like I am when the we've been bur- we've been burned too often. Yeah, yeah. I. A freshman year, I went to one game where it was like we were playing West Virginia. I was like looking like we were gonna win all game and like sitting in the rain, like and we lost on like a like a like a stupid like forty eight yard field goal in like the sideways rain as time expired. And I was like, you know what? I, I tried it. I, I tried being a college football fan. I'm yeah, good. I um, were you there when Diggs was at all, or was that mm-hmm. were you there before then? Okay. Yeah, and when he when he sat out his senior year to protect himself because he had a, a liver laceration. <laughs> Actually, one of my like college roommates that I did not like, but um, he was from like Maryland, and one of his like best high school friends played football at Maryland. He oh, was yeah. like an offensive lineman, and he had some pretty funny stories about like being teammates with Diggs in college. Oh yeah, if he, if he was a Maryland O lineman, he must have fucking sucked. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, I think, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Maryland O line, like Maryland O lineman against like people like Odafe Owe and like Queedy Pay, just get like what's. It's it's not like like Michael Parsons. They just get like flattened. Yeah. What we're known for in the last like ten years is our QBs tearing their ACLs at like four times normal rates. So that's all you need to know about our O line. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think like Evan and I talked about this in one of the first episodes. But like this past year, I was like so excited for the Gopher season after like. <laughs> They had like a, like the best year ever, and then like they lost that first game to Michigan. But I was like, whatever, yeah. Michigan's gonna be really good this year. Like this year, Harbaugh puts it all together. And then like I go over to my friend's place, like for some I'd seen him in like months for like the second game of the year, that like Maryland Minnesota game. And like, I was like, here it is, guys, we're gonna blow this out. And like to his younger brother, just like shreds them, and like 
kicker can't make an extra point. And I was like, all right, I don't think I watched another game the rest of the year. <laughs> boat, boat road. Oh, like like Matt, 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 Matt in hell is like, where is PJ Fleck? <laughs> Row the boat. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah, Minnesota's got all kinds of rebuilding to do. Yeah, yep. really. <laughs> sports and non-sports too, I guess. Yeah, true. Yeah, I could have wound up there, but uh, they didn't let me in. So, oh, you ended up where you're supposed to be, and that's in College Park, beautiful oh, Route yeah. One. <laughs> Such a horrible. Like, I went from I went from one of the most iconic college towns in America to, <laughs> to like College Park. To college Park. Green Bay is, is a iconic college town, Evan. No, um, again, just kidding, just kidding. What is that? Oxford? No. Yeah, it's Oxford. Oxford, right? Yeah. So, did you go to Oregon State for grad school? I did. I was uh, I was a Beaver. Okay. So I'm a- okay. Because I kind of remember like during the tournament seeing some like Beaver tweets from you. Oh yeah. I, I, <laughs> but I couldn't tell if it was like a bit or like you actually yeah, like, went yeah. there. <laughs> a lot of, we a lot of people adopted the Beavers as a bit, which we appreciated. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of the same deal out there. It's like I actually I actually like the Beavers football more than I like Maryland football. Um, okay. Cause they're, they're a little bit scrappier and like there's, they're actually improving, which like Maryland has just kind of been like stagnant yeah. at like two games under 500 the entire time I paid attention to them. Um, but I didn't really pay attention to Beavers basketball because I had the chirps and they, they weren't that good. And so like, I would go to a game every now and then cause it was free, but like then they, they went on this miracle run in the PAC 12 tournament and then the, the NCAA tournament, obviously I, I, I went full, full Beaver mania. It was a uh, full Beaver believer. Well, beaver, beaver pill. That's right. Beaver pill. That's right. It's it's cool though. It's fun. It's like uh, Oregon's one of those states with the two state schools where it's like uh, really embodies the 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 gritty little brother ag school and the glitzy big brother humanity school up the road. And so it's it's yeah. fun when the the little brother wins um, wins out every now and then. And people people forget that Oregon State also beat Oregon in football this last year. So it was a good year like- to be a beaver. College baseball is not really a thing, but like Oregon State's kind of a powerhouse. Yeah, they're good. Three uh, three championships in the last twenty years, and those games are fun too. Um, and a lot of yeah, draft picks too. A lot of draft picks. Um, it's 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 not a bad sports school, honestly, especially if you're being tucked away in the middle of nowhere in Oregon. Yeah, I I've only been to Oregon once, but would love to get back. Good, good spot. My time there. Oregon. Highly recommend it. I'm trying to get back there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah, it's uh, the Sabres play at four o'clock when I live out in Oregon, so I don't have to watch. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that is nice. It, it's, it's just, it bugs me. Like there's no, there's no like comparable, you know, like experience for that in like Maryland. Cause there's like three yeah. colleges in this state. Yeah. Yeah. It is. You got to go South to get like the, the two state school thing. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, true. which means you have to live in like, Mississippi. I live yeah. in Mississippi, dude. I, my my girlfriend asked me like sometimes like like where would you like prefer to go like to get a teaching job? And I'm like honestly, I will go anywhere that's not the West Coast. Yeah, like I will teach. I will teach in. I will live in Alabama and like and teach. <laughs> well, it's, I've actually heard good things. I shouldn't. I shouldn't disparage Mississippi. I have a good friend that lives down there. I've heard. I've heard it's pretty nice. It's what you make of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. The only experience at the South I have is New Orleans because my sister lives there, and that's mm. like, that's a cool city. But yeah, like I don't know, it's a different country down there. Yeah, but yeah, sure. I mean, it would be like the whole 
two school thing. It's not only really thing here either, except for college hockey. Cause like yeah. Minnesota just says like, well, they had like three of the four yeah. teams in the frozen four this year. So that's kind of fun. But like, unless you're into that scene, like nobody really cares about it. So yeah, Wisconsin yeah. didn't have it either. I guess Michigan does. Yeah. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I was always like kind of a Badger hater growing up and <laughs> still am to this day. So the best ones are classic. True. What was it, Matt? That it was, uh, uh, yeah, Wisconsin might win the Paul Bunyan trophy from now until eternity, but we invented the Honeycrisp apple. So bye. Exactly. <laughs> I think that was a tweet of yours from several years ago. Uh, was it? I think, I, I know it was a tweet, something you tweeted, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't think I'd be that creative, but I'll take credit for it. I, I got a good memory. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Well, yeah, my, how's a good hockey, event session? So hockey was actually huge at Miami. Yeah, that's like, a that's a good hockey school. It is a good no, hockey it's school. not. Not anymore. Well, like I mean, that's historically, a, a tradition. Yeah. There's a tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like they, oh. they they got to like the Frozen Four, and then they're like, oh boy, we're good enough to play in the NCHC against all these other big schools. <laughs> And yeah. then like they had so many bad seasons that they fired their like super successful coach who's actually coaching in um at St. Thomas, I think now. Actually, yeah. I think I just saw that they hired him as like Ooh. Enrico Blasi. First uh first like D one coach in their history or whatever. Yeah. You know off the top of your head Miami's record this last year? Do I want to know it or do I know it? And <laughs> do you know it? Uh probably not good. Uh, how about a five, eighteen, and two? Wow, that's exceptionally bad. <laughs> yeah, that has to be the worst record of Sabres esque time. It's Sabres esque is what it is. Actually, though, Sabres would have a couple more loser points. It'd be like <laughs> yeah. five, twelve, and eight or something. Right, something to like make it look like a slightly. It's never. It's never like Defcon one bad. Were you looking on the Wikipedia page, Will? I'm on their their website. Oh, because I'd say that has to be their worst season in like several years. Maybe maybe of recent memory. Wow. This has to be the only Miami Red Hawks, Buffalo Sabres, uh, Baltimore Ravens podcast out there. I was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we, we try to go we try to go for like yeah. the niche, the most niche <laughs> audience. This one's gonna do numbers for sure. Yeah. Well yeah, it'll do it'll do numbers with um my dad, some of our friends from high school, mass girlfriend. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna wait, I'll bring it back full circle. Famous Miami Red Hawk, Kevin Adams, nineteen ninety seven. Oh my god. That's so funny. I don't even think I knew that actually. <laughs> Neither did I. I don't yeah, we can't top that. We should have sent it now. What for yeah. hockey? That's the the general manager of the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, Miami actually like so the thing with like to like to close this out on like, you know, an exploratory like journey into Miami hockey. So like that's the only because Miami is such a rich white kid school, it's the only sport anybody cares about. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Even, even though the football team is, has been the football team Strangely enough, top 30 winningest programs in Division One history because they've been playing since like 1895. They have like they 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 hit seven they hit their 700th win this year, which is like like the Packers like always like hyping up their 13 world championships, even though like 10 of them came before like television was invented. (laughs) Yeah, it's like like, I don't know. I would say like the Celtics championships as well, but like competition was still hard back then. Play against Bob Pettit. They all sucked, but like it was like an equal suck. I usually go with like 
integration, like societal integration, like civil rights laws as my, yeah. my, my like dividers. Like, I don't know. Well, the Boston Celtics still won a bunch of uh, championships after integration, you know, after yeah, like then you, Chuck, you can count those by my metric. Jack Cooper and everybody else. <laughs> well, where am I? I'm trying to like find these. I'm trying to find their the Miami hockey records. I was on their Wikipedia. They don't display it. I, I, you sh- did you write that page? Evan? I, I did not. I did not write this page. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Five, oh, yeah, 18 yeah. and 12. Not great. Yes. I swear they had to have like the, they had to have the, yeah. Season by season results. It's in a different. Yeah. Oh, they've won five games uh, each of their last five seasons. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. they're, con- they're consistent. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's dog shit. <laughs> they, were, they were bad when I was there. <laughs> I didn't realize they were that bad. Six oh, and man. 14, five and 17. I bet they feel kind of like Boo Boo the Fool for firing Enrico Blasi because, like, he obviously was not the issue. Yeah, clearly. Let's see. Man. I didn't realize they had they had been that bad recently. It's like, all right, guys, time to go back to the CCHA. But <laughs> <laughs> mm. right, I'm looking. Okay, I'm looking at the right things. Yeah. Ooh, 1991. They were three and twenty six and three. Yikes. <laughs> Yeah, but that was all everybody ever went to because, like, the football team, even though the football team won the MAC championship in, like, 2019, like, they're still kind of dog shit. Mm-hmm. I sold yeah. concessions. We, 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 uh, we, um, for, like, Glee Club men's quarter I was in, like, we could work concessions and, like, get money on, like, consignment to, like, pay wow. for stuff. So I went to actually, uh, I went to a couple games and, uh, mostly hung out at the concession stand eating hot dogs. <laughs> All the Mac runs through Buffalo. That's right. Amherst, I should say. Yeah, Buffalo. Um, yeah. Former Buffalo stopping grounds of one Larry Connors. Yeah. UB. You're dead with Buffalo. Too. Yeah, like all of his brothers and him went to UB. Nice. Hmm. I didn't know that. For undergrad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're a super good Mac, Mac team now. Yeah. They're There's like a, a coach pipeline for like bigger schools. Yeah, yeah. And basketball. Yeah, they're 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 super good running back. Got picked up by the by the WFT. The WFT, right? Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Jarrett Patterson. He's from he's from Laurel. Will. Oh really? Yeah. Well, he was like un, he he went like unrecruited, and like his brother I think was like a two star like linebacker. He got recruited and like they got recruited as a package deal, and then he you went know, on he went on to become this like. Like for well for the Mac at least he went on to become like this insanely dominant like running back. Yeah, yeah. You know it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that UB. It's in recent years they've been really good at pulling like uh, two and no star recruits out of nowhere and turning them into something. I, like pretty sure like Cleo Mac was. Cleo like, Mac was like yeah he was not highly recruited. Yeah, I don't think. well that's why he's in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> it's not the most exciting campus. It's a good school, not the most exciting campus. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like the few times my dad has like brought us around and like showed off all the buildings that he used to like being and stuff and 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not great. Kind of reminds me of UWGB, actually. I was just about to but say, like, it's, it's, it's it gives less me nature-y. like It gives me like UWGB energy, like small, out of the way, boring mm-hmm. state school. Yeah. That's where, uh, mm-hmm. for context, well, that's where I went to college, the uh, gotcha. University of Wisconsin, Green Bay. Go Phoenix. Go Phoenix. <laughs> the who, most notable sports produced athlete, I think, is Tony Bennett, like the Cavaliers. Cavaliers coach, best uh, best basketball player in like the history mm-hmm. of our school. Yeah, yeah. And that one time they beat Jason Kidd in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> that may have been Tony Bennett, though. Was that his team? I mean, I, when Jason Kidd was Probably, in college, right? maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The men have been horrible for years. The women are like a dynasty, yeah. though. But they're they're actually on the come down as well. Mm. Just like it, it got me, it got me all set for watching women's games at Maryland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rest in peace to the women's dream this year, though. Oh my god! No pain was fin- finish out like one last pain was Maryland Terrapins basketball this season. Yeah, that was it, yeah supreme amounts of pain. The men were fine. They finished about where I thought they would, but the the women's yeah, that was painful. They could have. I think they yeah. could have gone all the Terrible. way. Yeah, they absolutely could have gone all the way. I think. I don't know if they would have beat like Baylor or whatever, no. but like they could have. They should have gone farther though. Yeah, and and because they got to what the Sweet Sixteen or yeah. the Elite Eight. Uh, I think it was the Sweet Sixteen. But the men are setting us up for immense amounts of pain next year with a potential top 10 preseason poll. Uh, well, I don't even want to think about how that's and I, I, I'm just like I'm just like, I can't even tell you the guys they recruited aside from like the kid from Milwaukee who enrolled early and like did nothing. Yeah, James Graham. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's funny too. I don't know if you guys follow, listen to like college basketball podcasts or anything, but there's this one I listen to. They're always like, Maryland fans are the only fan base in the country that'll tell you their team is actually worse than they're like currently ranked. Like all the other <laughs> like fan bases are like, oh, like why is Wisconsin 20th? Like they should be like 15th. And all the Maryland fans are like, why the hell are we eighth? Like this is terrible. <laughs> oh great. man. Yeah. But you're right. You you said this earlier, Matt. Before I started, before I started yapping over you, but the event the event sessions worked. It's been good. Yeah, yeah. We we no, won with men to talk about their feelings. I do. I feel better about it now. I, I have someone else to to vent about the Sabers with, which which I appreciate. But I yeah, hey, I, hit me up anytime. Yeah, I appreciate you guys bringing me on. Uh, let me let me talk about this this absolutely terrible hockey team that I've devoted myself to and and everything else that's going on in the sports world. It was fun. Men will literally start a leftist sports podcast, <laughs> talk about the Just worst like, professional sports team instead of going to therapy. Thank you for literally, th- thank yeah. you for saying what was on my mind that we've definitely I, I could see it in your eyes. already said in an earlier episode. <laughs> You did. You did. <laughs> that was like the first. Too funny. If you if you want if you want to hear oh a cringe God. compilation, will you can find our you can go on SoundCloud and listen to our first episode. And also some of Evans like high school AP US history raps. Ooh, okay. those are those Might are. I wasn't, those I wasn't are convinced. More hidden. That. Yeah, they are. On I there got the now. link though. Oh, that's true. No, I did tweet about them. You did. You did tweet the link. So yeah, yeah. that could were, be our new like a guest exit song or something. They were, <laughs> they were oh what a 
What a man! No, I, the, I, the best song was the one that he just wrote himself, and I just we just produced it in my you know wrapping into like the built-in microphone on my dad's old like iMac circa 2012. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. All right, fellas. Well, shall we? Shall we be good communists and bring the train into the station? Sounds good. All right. Sounds good to me. Thank well, you guys uh, again. Yeah, we will. We, hey, uh, thanks for coming on. We've got a, we've got mm-hmm. a big important. Uh, we're continuing the swing through our big important lineup of guests, but we would be happy Excellent. to have you uh, back on at any point. Uh, well, maybe, please, yes. maybe like ten, 10 games in the next hockey season when the Sabres are like eight and two, you guys can take my temperature and then have yeah. me on again at the end of the season when when all of our, our dreams are crushed again. Yeah, we didn't even get into like how they had a 10 game winning streak a couple of years ago and like you know, literally had like a 98% chance to make the playoffs. And don't, maybe I just jumped that whole thing. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, yes, please come back, back either post trade or. <laughs> post 10 games of the year and, we'll catch and, in up the, and in the meantime please um you know we're you know we're there in the the bobcraft for gulag uh nfl mm-hmm. twitter dm which hopefully will you know become more alive at some point but sounds good sounds good yeah all right folks well it has been it has been the pain episode this is episode episode four i think right I think so. Or five, something. I think four. I don't know. Yeah. Dude, I can't I can't count. I'm bad at math. More wins than the Sabres had in the last 30 that's games. That's right. The Taylor has, Hall number. <laughs> it has <laughs> been whatever episode this is of Sinister Sports, your number one internet home for leftist sports news and analysis. We'll be back at you. I'm not going to say next week because we all know that it's probably not going to be exactly a week from now. But we'll be back at you uh, in the near future when our – when our schedules allow to see uh, see what's going on in uh, in the sports world, and maybe we'll come back with the return to some of our segments of uh, the Barstool beatdown and this week in terrible news from Wisconsin. But uh, until then, as always, at Sinister Sports, we want to remind you that you have nothing to lose but your chains. Take it easy, folks, and we'll see you next time.